All right, welcome in. It is episode 42 of the Squadcast, getting off the ground. Let's get Kraken, Max. Release the Kraken, as is said in the middle of our set. Uh, we've been talking about the Kraken an awful lot over the last few days. Of course, we had our big special episode on Sunday night. Of I don't course. know, man. Three and a half hours wasn't a lot. Three and it? a half hours, man. So listen, we're going to talk about the Kraken tonight, People but if you want... marathons quicker than three and a half oh, hours. Oh, definitely. Uh, you could watch an entire season of certain shows in that time. That's very However, true. However, if you do want a, our full breakdown on like every single Kraken pick from A to Z, uh, we had it over on Sunday. You can go check out our episode over there, so to go do that. But tonight, we'll break down a few of the uh, big topics any questions you might have if you have them send them in right now uh and it doesn't have to be cracking if you have any questions whatsoever make sure to ask us anything throughout the night we got hulkster checking in giving us the uh there it is the ear ask us anything send in your questions send in your remarks uh chirp us if you'd like please don't actually please do uh, if you want to. Uh, so go ahead, send those in now throughout the night. As always, we are presented here on the Squadcast by our good friends at Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. We got the Rockstar Flamingos in the middle. We got the Rockstar uh, little figurines over above my head here. Rockstar is good friends of ours, and they uh, they pay our bills. They keep our lights on, so we love those guys. They're great people. If you need any help uh, you know, setting up your business, getting supplies for your business, or anything along those lines, they can literally do it all for you. So make sure you head over there. They got one of the best customer service teams in the game, Max. Uh, and uh, Un- we, we in- love those indubitably. guys. Indubitably. In- indubitably. Uh, Max, do you have a breakdown here tonight? No, I just had a breakdown before we came on You had a mental though. breakdown. Just kidding. No, things uh, are all good. Not surprising. But no, I do not have an actual breakdown. We're, we're going to do it right now as we do the show. That's true. We're just going to go right into it. Doing so, it live, as they say. Uh, Max, I do have a few things I'd like to kind of just wrap up here in terms of, you know, starting off the show, getting things off the ground. Would you mind... Hey, did you uh, hear Alex Kerfoot's going to be the pick for the uh, Seattle Kraken? Did you hear? Yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> Do you want to talk about that? Well, I don't know. So uh, I thought that's what you were going to talk about. Well, that's, that was, that's, that's on the list. Going. It's number three on the oh, four on the list. Number but three. we can okay. get to it first because the Toronto Maple Leafs Stress rule all. One. And we know we all know that now that the bet is over, Max wants me to talk about the Maple Leafs as much as humanly possible. Did you just say rule all? Yeah, the Leafs. The Leafs. The news about the Leafs always rule rules all. Oh, good. I was going to yeah. say because they don't really they rule, don't do they don't really rule much in terms of the hockey rink. But okay. don't do all much right. there. Uh, <laughs> so the there is a bit of a leak today. A bit of a a bit of a news a leak, leak today. in the uh, the old Kraken Black Pearl. There's there. a bit of a crack in the Kraken. You a might say crack in the Kraken so ship. Dude's walking by the fish market in Seattle. Uh, sees a camera crew, stops by, sees Kevin Weeks. Guys, seems to be a hockey fan. Pretty knows, notable knows fella who Kevin, the Here's community. a picture of the video. Uh, was that you? Is that your footage? Like that, No. A- <laughs> well, this might be part from the video that oh, I posted. Okay. So anyways, he posts this video, uh, says, hey, sounds like uh, they are announcing the pick for the Leafs for the Kraken draft. And this, they're throwing fish all over the place. There's a card attached to this fish, this specific fish. Uh, dude who is holding the fish says... Alex Kerfoot is the pick. And uh, then Kevin Weeks is like, all right, the Toronto Maple Leafs, you're, it's Alex Kerfoot. On to the Vancouver Canucks. I think they said Alexander Clark. Either way, you know. probably did. <laughs> so, you know, this obviously blows up because it's them pre-recording their announcement for the pick for the broadcast. Or, uh, or tinfoil hat. 
Well, is it a what dummy bet- play? Maybe. What better fan base to absolutely screw up and add paranoia to than Toronto Maple? You Leafs? know what's hilarious though is I could just imagine you or any other kind of insane nutso Leaf fan out there just going. Thanks and for saying, putting me what? in that group. That's right. Uh, going to being like, okay, what are the most prominent fish markets in Seattle? If that was the <laughs> third most popular one, there's no way that that can be the actual pick. Right. I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking again. My tinfoil leaf. Not fan hat. Well, I'm just saying though. That's that's you guys have been guilty of doing crazier things. So oh sure, uh, definitely. <laughs> but it has kind of set the the Twitter verse of Blaze. I stole the video, threw it onto my TikTok channel. It has at two hundred thousand views. Admission of thievery. Well, it's good public stuff. Use it's fair usage. I don't know. That's right. Good stuff. Hey, uh, either way, that's pretty cool. Two hundred k. Unbelievable. And I, I, you know, I take credit for it. I didn't even, you know, it's I Jason wasn't even Spets the original guy. Bonus. So, anyways, what that says is that you know the Leafs. A lot of Leafs fans are worried about losing Jared McCann. According to this, you know, scenario, maybe it's not happening. But I mean, I told I, you three. Like, day, I told you three days ago. No, Clark, we all you didn't said, we all thought that. We I said that too. But you know, there was that paranoia in our head that it might be somebody else. <laughs> As you were texting me last night. Oh, sorry, that's typing. Yeah. Texting. Either way, I think this means they're losing Morgan Riley. This, this, <laughs> no, this has got to be what a, it is, right? This there's is a, a rumor of a scenario of something else. I, could, I just uh, saw you on the ledge of your balcony, just ready to take I a four foot jump down. I saw a rumor; it set me off. I didn't like it too much. But, anyways, that's that for for that. We did do our full Kraken draft. Did we get the roster in? It's probably going to be a full screen graphic unless you want to zoom in on it and we just kind of go through it. Yeah, so it's not going to fit perfectly, but if you can maybe move it around, if you guys can play it's around with like, it. Uh, That's me, Jordan. <laughs> it's kind of like people's Jordan. salary caps, though, when they're putting these mock drafts yeah, together. It doesn't fit perfectly. There we go. But so, guess what? We're going to work through it together. Yeah. So I don't know what order this came in necessarily, but this is we're from not gonna, the Kraken themselves. Okay, so right. The, Again, so we're not going to go through every single pick, uh, but there are some asterisks. If you watched our Sunday broadcast, you'll notice a few changes. Kevin Stenland, there's been some reports, some rumblings that Max Domi is not that guy, pal, not that guy. (laughs) Uh, So we went with Kevin Stenland. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, we made that pick on Sunday. However, there's a lot of reports now. If you look one uh, row over with the Philadelphia Flyers, there's a star on that one as well. We had chosen, there we go. We chose JVR for the Flyers. It's actually, the rumor is now, it's actually going to be Robert Hogg and that there's going to be a trade with Tarasenko going to Philadelphia for apparently Jacob Voracek and a first round pick. Maybe that's not the full deal, but that's a deal. That's something. It's an uh, you, shaker. you can see all the other picks that we've made uh, throughout there. Uh, again, we had a three-hour episode, episode on Sunday about this. If you want to see our explanations for any of these guys, uh, or if you disagree, thank you, Janelle Barkman, for the stars. Look at that. Thank you, Janelle. Always coming in the clutch. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to see any of our explanations for any of these guys, if you disagree, if you want to hear more, uh, go check out that episode uh, after tonight. And just and, uh, with the preface that we immediately ripped up that list, we tore it apart. It. Just like Ron Francis is allowed to do right now, leading yes. up to his uh, selections tomorrow night. Yes. We ripped it up, checked our list, did them twice, maybe four times if you had time during the day today. But uh, <laughs> either way, I don't know. I like our team. I, I think, think our team decent. can compete in the in the Pacific Division. Yeah, I think it's decent. I, again, the Pacific Division, the, the Kraken have a great opportunity in the Pacific this year to make some noise. I don't know if the, the, what direction. We still haven't quite gotten a good... What do they want this year? Do they want to have a low cap hit? Do they want to push the cap 
and go for it? Do they want to get a bunch of stars? Do they want to get a bunch of younger guys or maybe older guys to kind of just fill the roster for a while? Mm -hmm. We don't really know. I think I don't even know if a ton of people really know. Oh, but yeah. we'll get a good suggestion of that on Wednesday. And I think the direction that we also have to take note of again is this is not the Vegas Golden Knights. This is going to be a bit of a different direction. The GMs are a little bit smarter, a little bit wiser now. I hear there's some deals in the hopper anyways as to what's going to be happening. We already alluded to the Tarasenko one, but don't expect the Seattle Kraken to follow the exact same model as the Vegas Golden Knights. It's a different management group, different ownership group altogether. But either way, it is uh, making for a lot of fun headlines. And I put out a tweet last night saying that we don't know what's fact or fiction in the NHL, and we love it. It's oh, awesome it's absolutely. Right this is great. Yeah, you nailed NBA that one. NBA style offseason. Yeah, you it's nailed fantastic. that one, Max. Absolutely. Um, the other, th yeah. So let's let's move on here a little bit. Um, so the Carey Price situation, let's get into that a little bit. That's, sure. a, that's the top of everybody's mind. It's an evolving one. Um, apparently, so he was exposed. Obviously, yes. that's the everyone at this point should know that. If you don't... Waived his no trade uh, to be exposed. Have you, have, do you have a cell phone with Twitter on it? Do you have anything? Carey Price got exposed. Uh, so there's health rumors coming out now that he's not going to play next year. And there's, you know, everyone's talking about how high his salary is and all this stuff. Um, the marketing move behind adding a Carey Price to a Seattle where he played his junior hockey, he's from near that area. His he's wife a franchise is from near that goaltender. Area. His wife is from there, area, that area. Um, he's a franchise goaltender. He's a Hall of Famer. He's won an Olympic gold or more than one international gold, I'll say. Uh, he's never gotten that Stanley Cup. However, uh, instant credibility if you add a guy like Carey Price to your roster. I think we can all agree. But now there's all this medical stuff going around. And apparently he's flying to New York. And tomorrow morning, this is the latest, tomorrow morning he's getting a big exam. And Seattle's going to send, like, a bunch of people just standing around the room, basically waiting for the doctor to come out and announce if it's a boy or a girl. That, <laughs> that type of deal. Uh, so they're going to say, okay, uh, is he healthy or not? And then... I guess, because his contract is so huge, he would literally shift the entire draft. I guess they're going to make the call on how they approach the draft tomorrow morning. So as we said, we don't even they don't even know what direction they're going yet because they're waiting on Carey Price, and I think they're seriously considering it. Yeah, and if there, well, is, a, and if there is a guy to wait on, it is Carey Price, right? Yes. We talk about the contract, right? It's, it's the old Roberto Luongo from five, six years ago. My contract sucks. <laughs> well, a little bit of a different scenario there, but there is a lot of money to obtain there if you are the Seattle Kraken. Do you want to absorb 12 13% of your initial cap hit from day one on an aging goaltender? I know that a lot of people, myself included, are throwing out the Marc-Andre Fleury comparable about how that could be the guy to kickstart your franchise well after doing a little bit more reading after doing a little bit more analysis as i make that proclamation as it were mark andre fleury hasn't quite dealt with the health issues that carrie price has and at the same time there too it's again is this just a big game of chicken from mark bergevin and co in montreal saying hey if you want to take them okay, I guess that's $10.5 million off our books, be it a franchise icon departing, but maybe that gives you the room to throw a little offer sheet towards Elias Patterson in Vancouver. Oh, again, that's it's the spicy just one. Can you chaos, dive into more chaos. about where you might have heard about that? Because, again, if Carey Price so gets... tweet, Clark. If, Don't you know you can trust all your tweets that you I've read? I've heard this. Don't I've you heard know? rumors. If Carey Price <laughs> and Shea Weber both go on LTIR, per, for, you know, perceivably for the whole year, mm -hmm. uh, that frees up... $18 million. Changes the entire dynamic of the Montreal team that we just saw go to the Stanley Cup final. So I think if you're Mark Bergevin and co, you look at this as a, okay, if we are able to retain our goaltending tandem of Jake Allen, Carey Price that got us there, I mean, that's a win. But with that being said, too, with your captain likely going to be on LTIR, 
I'm certainly hoping that. Um, it's going to be one of those things where it changes the entire complexity of everything that goes on. And obviously, Mark Bergevin kind of has a hall pass to do whatever the hell he wants going forward for the Montreal Canadiens. Has as, as he uh, earned it anyways, yeah. seeing some of his moves and some of his gambles pay off and getting them to a Stanley Cup final. But they're definitely a game breaker, maybe two away from kind of being able to hang with the Tampa Bay Lightning as we saw that series closed up pretty easily in five games uh, by the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I don't know. I love the game of chicken. I love the chaos. I love the fact that this is in play and I love the drama surrounding it saying that he's got to go to New York for this medical and there's got to, it's just awesome. Like I said, it, it brings that NBA feel of an off season to the NHL, which is something that they're going to desperately need as they continue to rebuild from the lost season due to COVID. So or at least the lost revenue, not the lost season as it were, the right. lost revenue due to COVID. So yeah, it's definitely a very interesting time. Montreal is a hundred percent a team to watch over the next two weeks. Let's Absolutely. say uh, the Jack speaking of uh, people to watch and trades to watch the Jack Eichel trade rumors will not go away. They continue to evolve, change, dip, dodge, duck, dodge, and dive. As you might say, I said that wrong in the wrong order, but you get what I'm saying, Max, <laughs> the five D's of Jack Eichel trades. Um, Jack Eichel is a guy that I think 30 teams, 31 teams, 32 teams could want around the league. However, uh, he wants out of Buffalo. So he's also got a bit of an important medical issue that he's dealing with right now. So. Big neck issue, big question marks around that. And I think had he been healthy through all of this, we probably would have seen a Jack Eichel trade maybe at this point or at least more clear picture of what he'd be worth. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, yeah. right now it's, it, you know, from until recently, we could we were throwing random rumors out from all sorts of teams. The report recently now from Elliot Friedman, so it's a dude we usually trust. He's he's pretty reputable. Is yeah. that the list of teams that are like in on this, in on this, uh, has gone down from in about to five it. to six to about two. So last I heard, this is earlier today, um, Anaheim is out, which is a team we thought might be the team. Yeah. L.A. might be out. Um what were the other teams that I said were out? Uh, Columbus. Mm -hmm. And there was one or two other teams. Uh, maybe Seattle was in on that. But what this has turned into is now it sounds like Minnesota and New York. The Wild and the Rangers are the two teams that are kind of like still holding, holding on for, good, for dear life. Mm -hmm. uh, the reported price is two roster players. Now, these aren't just any roster players. I'm assuming that ba NHL Buffalo wants ready NHL ready, decent salary because they need to, you know, keep it, you know. They don't want to just get a bunch of cheap depth guys. They want some guys of value, of, of impact. Absolutely. Uh, one or two top prospects and maybe a first-round pick mixed in there. In yeah, some a combination of, of that latter part of the deal, right? If you're going to get two prospects and a first or a, a, a prospect and two firsts or whatever it may be. So, yeah, the price is still pretty high for Jack Eichel. But yeah. if you're Kevin Adams, do you not look at this and say – Okay, every day that this goes on with question marks, right? Teams want to see the medicals. Teams want to know what's going on with this neck surgery. Apparently, according to Jack Eichel, he wants something that has never been performed on an NHL player to deal with his injury. That's, again, experimental in nature is always a little bit scary. It kind of throws a little bit of silver in the clouds, as it were. So, again, what's, what's going to happen here? Does that price dwindle the more time that he goes with this not being dealt with, at least on the medical front? Again, teams are smart. They know what he's worth, but for Kevin Adams, to me, it's that value is just dropping a little bit every single as more players yeah. become available. And we crazy thought, Max, too. just to build on that, we mm -hmm. thought that you know a team like Anaheim or Seattle, you know maybe Seattle's in a different boat, but a team like Anaheim, who has a third overall pick, 
that might be a really big piece of this trade. And Absolutely. According to a few different reports, it might not be happening. So keep your eye on Jack Eichel on draft weekend, which is coming up uh, this weekend. Obviously, the Kraken draft, we'll see. I don't know. I don't think we'll see a ton of you know, outside trades because there's a trade freeze. So we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see how that all tra- shakes Things will down. be moving. Things will be shaking. Yes. Chris Drieger. Uh, Drieger? 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 I got to figure Drieger. that out eventually. I like, I like Drieger. Maybe Sam knows. Maybe Sam Costantino Sam just can logged help in. us out with the well, pronunciation. Sam, if you can give us a report on how to pronounce Chris Drieger's last name correctly. I think it's Drieger. Drieger? I'm going Drieger. Okay. Well, we'll ask Sam. He'll know. Uh, signs of a three-year deal reportedly. He's going to be the pick from Florida. Uh, so, you know, we talked about that on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the goaltender. They really coveted. They went out. They're apparently going to give him a deal uh, as of tomorrow. So we should know the answer uh, in terms of the exact number. And uh, that plays a role in the Carey Price decision as well. Who right? knows? Every, everything kind of, the dots connect well, in different as ways. As our friend Nick Alberga said, yes. I wonder if Seattle's prepared to pay $14 million for their goaltending tandem. Because you know Nick Alberga just loves to stir it Montreal up. just did it. Yes. Well, that's what I mean. So exactly. it's the same idea. Uh, a couple of just news and notes before we go to a break. Nate Pearson is a port- reportedly coming back from his injury finally. And they're looking at a bullpen role for him. Where's like that? We need that like European soccer music. I can just get up and like some Fetty needs to come down. I've been saying this for literally, this is our saying. I've said it for months. I think Nate Pearson would be a great fit in the bullpen. Yep. Uh, our boy Craig Ballard uh, has agreed with me. He's on board. He's mm-hmm. on my train. We're, we're driving the train together, him and I. Uh, so anyway, I just want to see him on a mound. Just see him. I, just get I, back. I'm on not worried if he's a starter, if he's a bullpen. Or, I want to see this kid on a mound at 24 years yeah. old. This would just be an absolute shame with how much hype and how much lore has come with his name and and what his capabilities can be when he's fully totally. healthy. I want to see him on just a mound. Get him and if it's there. in a bullpen role, like you and excellently called, the credit is there. He did say it months ago. I, I mean, think, man, it's just it's, keep him away from the stairs. Keep because apparently away. there's people falling down stairs left and right. But that's in Salem Field. That's in Buffalo. Right. It, They're going back, back to in Toronto. the friendly confines of Rogers Center. Hopefully not a lot of stairs. Yeah. Uh, the reports are that the NHL schedule will be coming out sandwiched between Wednesday's Kraken draft and Friday's uh, entry draft. So Thursday night, they're going to announce the big schedule. So th- what I'm, I, this is, I'm praising the NHL here. Mm-hmm. Stay in the news constantly. And they're ah, doing a great absolutely. job with their new U.S. Exp- uh, US TV expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Wednesday's a big night. Thursday, they're making this a big deal. Absolutely. Friday's a big deal. Saturday's a big deal. W- free agency speculation is going to kick right off. All NHL all great the time. Great job. That's how you build uh, a market. Last one before we head to a quick break here. Is this Aaron, one really the news of the day? Aaron Rodgers? really? I mean... Cam the Ram is out for a year with a torn Achilles. Cam Akers? This has turned into terrible news Tuesday for me and my teams, yeah. all right? Pekka Rene retires last week. I'm really sad about that. And then I wake up to find out that our potential starting running back is now out for the season. So we're Darryl just scrapping... Anderson Jr., get ready to go. You're going to be carrying the load for yeah, the Rams. Draft okay, go fantasy. back to Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers apparently turned down a two-year contract <laughs> extension over this offseason. And this is just showing that every he's been saying it all along where, you know, this isn't about the money. I don't care about the money. When? I don't like the management. So him turning down an extension just is a more further proof of that. That's all I was well, going to no get kidding. at. Well, no kidding. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean- definitely, could we see him in Bronco, Blue and Orange? Could we see him elsewhere uh, going into next There's season? clearly a resolution that it's needs not to get over. figured out. It's yeah, not over. Absolutely. Let's go to a break because uh, after the break, we're talking NHL entry draft with our guy, Sam Cosentino from Sportsnet. Super excited for this one. We'll Very see you in two and a half minutes. Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning graphics. 
Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. BDG, always delivering the best fan experience. Here's how your business can be a part of Canada's fastest growing sports talk show. All you have to do is contact us and we will tell you all about the dynamic and exciting marketing opportunities we have utilizing a fully integrated 360 degree multi-platform. Imagine your business seen and heard across Canada on Game Plus TV and around the world on the Rod Peterson Digital Network. You will use one of the most overused expressions in sports. You gotta be kidding me. Get your business involved. Contact the Rod Peterson Show today. Everyday hoop life. Is it time to take your event online? Bring it to IKS Live. We've got a fully customized virtual event platform with remote guest support for your next fundraiser, talk show, conference, performance, and more. IKS Live offers live streaming to Facebook Live and YouTube and pre-recorded capabilities, both in our studio with green screen available and on location with pre-production and post-production services. IKS Live, the proud producer of The Rod Peterson Show and The Recovery. Hour. Visit us at IKSLive.ca. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. Welcome back. We are going to be heading out on the IKS Media video chat line in just seconds here. Clark here, Max over here. We are getting into it. It is a glorious week in in the hockey world. Uh, you know, as we always say, it's the most wonderful time of the year for some people. Uh, and one of those people who's probably more excited than most is none other than Sportsnet's NHL draft guru, Sam Cosentino. Sam, first off, can you hear me okay? I can hear you good now. Drieger is the way it's pronounced, so we got two check marks going. Fantastic. <laughs> we good got stuff. It. Good. Uh, Sam, again, it is one of the most wonderful times of the year. This is probably one of the weeks you have your circled on every calendar you've ever bought. Uh, can you just first off go into the excitement surrounding this week for you, for you, let alone everybody else? Yeah, it, it's huge. I mean, not only do we have uh, how random I think this draft is going to be, but then you have that added layer of the expansion draft and how that may alter what we see 
Friday night and more likely uh, Saturday with, I think, picks and some players moving here. So that extra wrinkle also adds uh, adds to the excitement of it. I'll be sitting back watching it uh, at the hotel tomorrow in preparation for our show Friday, which, uh, again, I feel is going to be pretty wild after about the first 10 or 12 picks. No kidding, Sam. And you know what? Obviously, the last time we saw expansion in this league, we didn't have a global pandemic to deal with. So coming into this one, I know that it's been a bit of a, a to-do anyways for NHL scouts and how they've prepared this year. But for yourself personally and how you've had to do your job being Sportsnet's NHL draft guru, how has this year really impacted, I guess, your preparation for the draft? Has it been good to be studying videos? Do you miss the rink? I'm just wondering how your year leading up to this week has been and uh, what the preparation's been like for you. Well, too, mu- too much video and TV, that, that's for sure. I mean, I don't mind watching some of that stuff, but that was uh, the only way that was uh, afforded to me. And when you look at, you know, trying to get to the under 18s, that never quite uh, worked itself out. I came up with a plan. Uh, Sportsnet didn't feel it was safe for me to travel. So, um, you know, I was uh, at home watching as much as possible, trying to cut some video in preparation for the draft. And it worked out pretty good, actually. So, uh, but it's always just better to be at the rink. You can see so much more at the rink. You can see body language. You can see a guy going down the, the hallway if he gets banged up or injured um you know you can get to see practices and do things that that you just can't see um you know in in a video screen so it's it's been challenging no doubt it's forced me to lean on my network a, a little bit more um i enjoy that part of it you know having more and more conversations with uh, with guys about stuff and uh, that part has has been the enjoyable part of the preparation for sure Sam, uh, we've seen some teams uh, already taking an approach to this draft. You said how random it is. Uh, It seems like the draft rankings change on a weekly basis almost over the last couple of months. But we've seen some teams trading out of this draft largely. The Toronto Maple Leafs come to mind as one. They only have three three picks. I think their first picks in the third round. Uh, So... Are you, is this a draft you foresee maybe more of this happening? Teams maybe trying to look to maybe trade out of this or trade down, maybe to just acquire more lottery lottery chances, if you will? Uh, or, you know, is this a team where some teams might try to take advantage and move up a little bit or move into the draft? Well, I think there's really two schools of thoughts out there. There, there are teams that are saying, hey, give us more darts at this, at this dartboard because we do feel that there's going to be some gems unearthed as a result of some of the uncertainty and then you have teams that are saying well we're more conservative we like the certainty let's defer those picks to down the road when we get an opportunity to get our eyeballs on these players as much as possible and the expectation is that's going to happen as early as the start of the 21-22 season Um, and so I think you will see some action uh, for sure but but again the way I look at it is if, if you're a team that's sitting outside of 12 you're going to be yearning to get inside the top 10. So teams that I think are sitting inside the top 10 know it. Uh, they're going to exact a big price if, if a team wants to get up into that range. And um, I think that might be difficult. Where I think you will see some movement is from 15 and beyond. I think some tradeback scenarios will present themselves because it's such a broadband list. It's such a wide list uh, of guys who are in really similar categories based on some of that uncertainty. And, and the fewer games played scenario, um, I, I do think you'll see some of that. So we've seen Owen Power's name come up a lot in recent weeks. Let's just cut right to the rankings here. Uh, you know, he's the guy who always sits at the top of the list, but there's a lot of names below him that keep shifting around. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of names too, Sam, that 
I think you'd agree, there's been a lot of number ones prior to Owen Power kind of taking over, and they've bounced around now. Uh, Atu Rati comes to mind. He was like the first one of this draft who was way up high, and now he's not quite there. Um, so, you know, our, as we sit here Tuesday night, uh, draft is on Friday, are, are we still thinking Owen Power is going to be number one, or is something going to present itself that maybe changes that? I don't see anything happen unless you kind of get a blockbuster with what you guys were talking about earlier with Eichel and it involves the first round pick and it's some crazy blockbuster trade that Kevin Adams is, is able to pull off. I, I don't see that happening and I do believe Power is that guy. I think he cemented himself as the number one guy at the at the men's worlds when Canada won a gold medal and how much of a role he was playing uh, in that by the time we got to the end of the tournament compared to where he started. So I, I think that's preordained that, that power is going to be the guy. So we see now Seattle making their first ever franchise pick. Vegas, uh, in their first year, had three picks. None of those players are on the team anymore. So what do you think Seattle's looking for with this pick? Do you think they're looking for a franchise cornerstone, or are they looking for future trade fodder here? No, the, the way I look at it is, is it's going to be a cornerstone guy. I think Vegas, with the sixth overall pick, Cody Glass, he was obviously recently traded. I think they had 13, which was Suzuki, and I think 18 in, in Branstrom. So Seattle has the, the good fortune of picking a little higher than, than where Vegas had its first pick. Um, but you're, there, there's two ideas behind this. You look at Ron Francis and all the, the good D he left behind in Carolina, and that would make everyone think that he's leaning towards a defenseman, and that would likely be Simon Evanson, the, the 6'4 uh, defenseman out of Sweden. Um, the other school of thought is you get a guy like Matty Beniers, you address the center ice position. He's probably a, a, a 2C, uh, but a guy who's really responsible. I think fans are going to really gravitate towards his work ethic. He's already got a pretty good history with, with the U.S. at the World Juniors, with the U.S. at the Men's World Championships, um, you know, and pretty well publicized rookie year at the University of Michigan. So at this point, still trying to dig and see which way Seattle is leaning, but I would have to say that we're looking at one of those two players. So, Sam, with obviously, just like every year, right, we, we have that hyper-focus on the first round. Everybody's super excited for that Friday night on Sportsnet. I know it's something that I tune in absolutely religiously to. But in a year unlike any other, really, are there some names in this middle tier of prospects in the second, third, fourth round that you've really had your eye on that could emerge as maybe not best player available, but some maybe some Victor Arvidsson, some UC Soros's, forgive my Nashville Predators bias, bias with the logo on the hat, <laughs> but is there some second, third, fourth round gems that are going to sneak down there? Uh, and can you give us some names as to some guys that you really like? Well, Josh Dolan is probably the first guy that jumps out at me. Um, played with Chicago Steel this year. Um, you know, had, had really good numbers playing on their top line with the, with the league's leading scorer, uh, Deshaun Farrell. Uh, but, uh, of course, he's the son of Shane, but a guy who went through the draft last year. So it's kind of odd to see a, a re-entry player um, making the kind of waves that Josh Stone has made here recently. Um, he's had a big growth spurt over the last couple of years. Uh, the point production uh, obviously went up, uh, you know, by, by uh, exponentially this year with the Chicago Steel and on a really good team. So he's one guy that, that probably, you know, projects to be somewhere in that early second round and maybe, maybe sneaks into the very bottom half, uh, the very bottom part of, of round number one. So he'd be one guy I'd be looking at too. Uh, Benjamin Goudreau is, a, you know, he's the goaltender that Canada won at the under-18s. He's, again, another candidate maybe at the end of the first, but more likely a, 
you know, the first goalie to go in round number two and probably inside a 40 pick there. Um, but you have a guy that is just talking recently to Brad Lauer, the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Carson Latimer is a guy who's, who started to, to make some strides. Josh Bloom is a name I heard plays with the Saginaw spirit, who again is one of those guys that scouts hadn't, hadn't seen, uh, had a big growth spurt. He's now up over 6'2 from when they last saw him a year and a half ago. He was at 5'11". His skating has improved immensely. So here are some of the guys that really people just don't really have any clue about. I think um, Chandler Romeo is a, is a defenseman, played in, in junior B last year. He's a Hamilton Bulldogs third-round pick, but a 6'4 D that skates really well. So you're looking at some guys there that either didn't get a chance to play at major junior at 16. Um, you're looking at guys that have had growth spurts. That's kind of the big thing that's, that's elevated some of these players. And you're looking at people who just have progressed naturally to be able to, to get to the point where now a year ago, they weren't even being considered as a draft and now they are. So it's uh, it's been fun to watch that part of it and see how some of these players have, have grown and, and, and gotten to this point, especially in Ontario where we didn't get to see any games. Uh, just a quick break from the hockey talk here. We have one of our viewers chiming in. Janelle Barkman. I don't know if the name rings a bell to you, Sam. She says, I attended a Fleetwood Mac concert with Sam. Poor guy had to oh put up my, my gosh. <laughs> poor guy had to put up with all my singing. Super great commentator. Awesome guy. Always love his wisdom. So there's Janelle for yeah. you. Shout out the blast from the past. Yeah, exactly. Saskatoon. She's, so that was before the Memorial Cup in Saskatoon in, in 2013. And it just happened to be kind of the last thing that was going on there before the, before the cup started. And um, you know, the Blades people were nice enough to be able to get me tickets. And, yep, we had to listen to Janelle, which, uh, <laughs> no, it was, it was an awesome time. And I appreciate uh, the kind words for sure. We have to put up with Janelle every week. No, Janelle, <laughs> we love you. We kid, we kid, we kid. Uh, now, another one of our viewers, his name's Chad. Uh, his cousin, uh, you might know the name, Corson Kulamans. Uh He plays for the Brook Bandits. Yeah. Now, we've seen, um, I'd love to get your thoughts on this in terms of maybe uh, his pick range, what we're looking at here for the, I'm assuming first round, maybe I don't think he'll get out of the first round, but we've seen a surge of junior a players. And I worked in the SJHL. Yep. Uh, we played the Brooks bandits in the 2016 Western Canada cup. Uh, I saw Kale McCarr firsthand when he was 16. Uh, so we've seen this surge of these types of guys coming along, getting the eye of hockey Canada for, you know, international tournaments. What do you think of, of Corson and uh, maybe a, what, what are we looking at maybe as a comparison or a pick range for him? Probably in that 15 to 25 range. But what happens is when you look at the high end D in this draft class, they're probably all likely to go inside of the top 10. And that would be the names that we've talked about. Owen Power at number one, Simon Evanson at two or three. Then you get into Luke Hughes' potential at number four to New Jersey. And then you get into Brant Clark. Who's, who's become a little bit of a wild card and a, and a topic of conversation lately. After that, you get into your next tier defenseman, which would include um, Corson and would include Carson Lambos of the, the Winnipeg Ice. So those are the next two big D. And that position is always coveted. It's hard to draft and develop. They're really expensive on the free agent market. And as a result of being in that next tier, maybe they do get elevated a little bit from what might be in a normal course of things, uh, you know, being down a little further. But, you know, the, the AJHL, obviously, Kale McCarver has really made, made a name for himself there. You think back to the, the BCHL with guys like Jost and uh, 
you know, Dennis Chalowski and Kent Johnson, who was there two years ago now at the University of Michigan. He was 101 points in their best forward in the BCHL. So, you know, some of those tier two tier loops have, have really come along and, and attracted players, especially those that want to go to school. Uh, but getting back to Corson and, and what you like about him, you know, great skating abilities, a really offensive guy. So he fits into the mold of what's going on now. I like some of the personal adversity when it comes to his story that he's moved around a lot, uh, you know, as a kid, uh, you know, chasing his dad's work, uh, work around a little bit. And I think that, you know, presents an opportunity where you have to kind of get yourself out there a little bit in order to be social and, and make new friends. And I think that's a little bit of adversity for someone who's younger. So I like those things about what, uh, what Corson brings to the table in terms of the entire draft package. Well, Sam, we just have a couple more for you. Once again, we greatly appreciate your time on obviously your busiest week of the uh, NHL schedule. And again, we can't thank you enough for your time. But I'd be remiss if I didn't ask because, again, being an avid watcher of the first round, I'm I'm wondering with Yarmo Kekalainen with multiple first round picks this year, is there any Igor Shenikovs <laughs> in the mix this year? And maybe just to add on that, is there any GMs that are kind of built like Yarmo that maybe kind of go off the board uh, that can maybe uh, lead to the fun paper shuffling moment that we had last year at the draft? Yeah, yeah that was a that was an interesting moment. It was it was a real moment. It was an honest moment. It was, mm-hmm. it was truthful and. You know, again, it's it's one of those reentry guys. When I was just talking mm-hmm. about Josh Doan moments ago, Jinnikov was one of those guys, and it looks like it's going to be a good pick. I mean, he's the KHL Rookie of the Year, so obviously Yarmo knew uh, knew what he was doing. And you know, it's funny. I talked to a couple of teams today that were looking in the draft previous uh, with the O ones and saying, "Yeah, we like this guy. Maybe as a mid or a late round pick." One team I think had him in the seventh round, and they ended up going in a different direction. And now they're kicking themselves uh, for doing that, but. If you're if you're looking at some of those surprises, I mean, he is he's got three picks. Uh, you know, I might have to climb through the TV if he pulls another one of those uh, <laughs> Chinnikov type type of deals. In terms of other general managers who might go down that road, I, I don't think so because I do think it's it's so wide. Like this, it's really wide. Like I could probably throw twenty different names at you for what we'd expect to be fifteen to twenty-five, and it, it and this is with every team. And I've talked to so many teams over the last month just about what they're thinking about this thing and they they tend to agree with me that it's going to get wild after 15 so we may very well be in for a couple of those surprise moments and hopefully not too many well i tell you what sam from a, a avid mock draft filler outer like myself anyways yeah <laughs> it humanized it very well uh, i absolutely loved it it was a great moment so um i guess nice. flipping it back to uh, goaltending anyways and going back to the first round um i've watched a couple of your clips leading up to this question so i feel like i have a pretty good idea of the answer but i, I would be remiss if i didn't ask it anyways we saw yaroslav askarov go to the nashville predators last year at number 11 uh there's a couple of highly touted guys out there this year obviously Jesper Wallstadt and Sebastian Kosa do you have any idea I guess maybe in terms of ceilings or comparables for those two netminders and if they are the first two to go in the first round of this year's entry draft well it really it really looks that way I'd say both are, are cement guys and it's interesting because I think they come into play as early as number six uh, with Detroit. Steve Eiserman's had 33 picks over the last couple of years. They went D-heavy two years ago. You know, they got their guy in, in Raymond at number uh, at number four last year. So I think he comes into play, especially with Steve Eiserman having two first-round picks. <clears throat> Pardon me. And I think if they let the goalie go by at, at six, you probably don't get the guy, you know, further down. I think they're at 28 uh, after that. So, that presents an interesting scenario. And usually when you see one go, 
the next guy is going pretty quick after that. Now, there's been a big groundswell here for Sebastian Cosa, and likely because of his size at 6'6". So you're thinking about a guy who's Ben Bishop type, um, you know, back, back into his prime. But I spoke to Brad Lauer uh, just a couple hours ago, actually, and, you know, we got talking about Cosa and, and some of the challenges he's faced being from Fort McMurray with the fires and the flood, but then really hope, focusing in and, and maturing in terms of his hockey, his preparation, his nutrition. And really, it's happened over a short period of time for him. He ended up stealing the net from a couple of veterans in year number one. He ended up relinquishing that net a little bit in year number two when Beck Warm was acquired. Those two created a great relationship. Warm elevated Kosa in terms of his preparation and his ability to, to really treat the game in a professional manner. And as a result, Kosa is a much better goalie for it. Just look at the numbers he had in that short season this year. So now we look at Volstad and we're saying, wow, here's the guy who's kind of been pegged as that number one goalie. Yeah, you know, world junior experience uh, for under 21 goalies, the second most tenured guy in, in the SHL, I think, with 21 or 22 games played. So you like the fact that he already has that pro experience. You like his calmness, his ability to forget a, a bad goal. He interviewed extremely well, not just with us on TV, but what from what I'm hearing from other clubs as well. So when you're looking at those two guys, is it going to be a, an Askarov-type number 11 going to, to your team, Max, in Nashville, or does the guy enter the fray a little bit earlier? I never like taking goalies in the first round, but I'm giving teams a hall pass with those two guys this year. When it comes to ceiling uh, for Volstadt, Oh, boy, uh, that, I don't know, are we looking at a Markstrom maybe type of guy? Um, but, again, this this is all going to play out. And for those guys, it usually takes three to five years anyway. So Absolutely. It'll be a while. So that'll do it in terms of questions, Sam. If you don't mind, I'm just going to rapid fire a few names at you just for some quick maybe yeah. comparables or analysis. It's going to be guys that we aren't going to hear right away in the draft uh, conversations. Uh, so first up, uh, he's been in our studio, uh, son of Mike. Cole Sillinger. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. He he interviewed so well. He's in great physical condition. He's the USHL Rookie of the Year. He proved that he could score goals as a 16-year-old in Medicine Hat. He proved that he can go to an older league in kind of a strange situation. Jumped on that opportunity early. Proved that he could score goals against that competition as well. Was unfortunate uh, for Cole that he didn't get a chance to play at, at the under-18s. I would have loved to have seen him perform uh, there. But he's probably a guy, I would say, that enters uh, as early as the ninth pick to Vancouver and probably doesn't get past 13. Uh, Carson Lambos of the Winnipeg Ice. Yeah, so here's a guy at 16 years old, was, was matched up against the opposition's best, um, uh, you know, had some pretty good tutelage from some veteran teammates. But at 16 years old, he played in every situation imaginable. And at that point, he looked to be a top 10 pick. So this year starts, he ends up going over to Finland. He plays in three different levels at Finland. Um, you can imagine how challenging it must be when, A, you, you worry about the health concerns, you worry about going to a new country, new ice surface, where the angles are a little bit different for defensemen. And he just he, he played okay. Um, he, he didn't excel over there like, like many thought he might. Uh, then he comes back, he gets into two games with Winnipeg, and then says, hey, man, I can't do this anymore. Really short shifts. It's found out that he's got to... You know, a heart issue, um, an ablation procedure was performed on him. It looks like he's healed 100% from that. And now you're wondering, am I going to get the guy who was so unbelievable at 16 years old that we thought was going to be on this trajectory, or am I going to get more at the guy at 17 who struggled? 
I think with the medical concerns, you could probably make an excuse for all that happened was based on the medical stuff that was, uh, you know, bothering him all of this year. So I tend to think that there's really good currency going back to his 16-year-old year. Uh, and as a result of that, he slides from where we would have projected him at the start of the year, but probably in that, uh, I'd say, 20 to 25 range for Lambos. Uh, a guy with some big shoes to fill in terms of who is very closely aged older brother is Colton Dock. Yeah, so again, another interesting character who we got to see drafted by the Saskatoon Blades. When it happened in the WHL Bantam draft, many thought that this was something that was engineered by the Dock family and that Saskatoon was in a position where they had to maybe take the player a little higher than expected. And here we are two years later saying, ah, maybe that wasn't the case after all, that Dock was actually a good player in his own right. So he's got wonderful footsteps to follow. I think their uh, dad, Dale, I believe his name, if that's correct, is a guy who's kind of bred these guys from the moment they were growing up in in Fort Saskatchewan and, and having to play against older competition, but done so with purpose in order to create better competition to make those both of those players better. So you have a nice blueprint in front of you with, with Kirby and the success he had in his rookie year with the Chicago Blackhawks. Be great to see him jump, jump back from the injury issues and, and regain his position with Chicago. And now you're looking at Colton, the six, four guy can be a pain in the rear end. He skates really well. He's got some decent hands. And so when I project Colton doc, he's probably in that 45 to 60 range, somewhere in the middle stages around two. Perfect. And last one for you, and then we'll let you go, Sam. Best name in the draft, Chaz Lucius. I'm very curious about this kid. Yeah, so Chaz is a guy who uh, underwent an injury to a, to a growth plate in his knee, and it was a long recovery to get back. Six months, spent some time in a wheelchair, um, had 31 goals in, in the U17 program in the States, and that was in pretty heady company with some great goal scorers of the past that have come out of that program. So when he was able to get back onto the ice, of course, what did he do? He scored two goals in his first game back, ended up putting up 20 points in 13 games, uh, had, I think, 13 goals over that stretch. Uh, But unfortunately for him, kind of like Cole Sillinger, didn't get the opportunity because he was ill and and couldn't perform at the under-18s. And I thought that would have been the perfect springboard to a guy who would vault himself inside the top 10. Now, because some teams have some concerns about the long-term ramifications of what that injury might be, he probably slides into that, oh, I'd say 13 to 18 range. Love it. Sam, thank you so much. As, as Max said just a minute ago, we know how busy you are, so taking some time out for us, it means a lot for us. Uh, thank you so much. Good luck this weekend, uh, and we will be watching. So uh, we'll be uh, keeping an eye on the shuffles and all that kind of stuff. Thanks but, a ton uh, for your time, Sam. We'll talk to you again soon, Sam. Okay, Clark, Max, thanks a lot for having me on, guys. Take care. Take care. That, of course, is Sportsnet's NHL draft guru, all-around great dude, Sam Cosentino. I just got to say that, again, like I said, I'm not kidding when I say that. I watch the draft first round religiously every year. It's in jeopardy this year. Going to be traveling a little bit for a very, very good friend. Come on, Max. But with that being said, we have the technology. But I just got to say that was one of the coolest moments of this show. Yes. Sam Cosentino, the week of the draft. That was awesome. So thank you to Sam. Thank you for the booking. That was fantastic. Huge for Sam. Thank you, Sam. Uh, Of course, our guests are always brought to you by IKS Media. IKS Media is your premier destination for event planning, live broadcast, entertainment, video screens, and so much more. Visit ikesmedia.ca today to figure out how they can make your event the hottest ticket in town. 
Uh, should we break? I guess we should go to a break. I guess we should probably uh, go to a break. When yeah. we come back, I believe... Where is he? Our friend Andrew Gottsleek from Hoopfly should be coming. Possibly. Uh, he, if not, we'll do a Bluebird block. How about that? Heck yeah. Uh, so either way, we're going to come back with more action for you right after the break. Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning graphics. Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. EDG, always delivering the best fan experience. Here's how your business can be a part of Canada's fastest-growing sports talk show. All you have to do is contact us, and we will tell you all about the dynamic and exciting marketing opportunities we have utilizing a fully integrated 360-degree multi-platform. Imagine your business seen and heard across Canada on Game Plus TV and around the world on the Rod Peterson Digital Network. You will use one of the most overused expressions in sports. you got to be kidding me. Get your business involved. Contact the Rod Peterson Show today. Is it time to take your event online? Bring it to IKS Live. We've got a fully customized virtual event platform with remote guest support for your next fundraiser, talk show, conference, performance, and more. IKS Live offers live streaming to Facebook Live and YouTube and pre-recorded capabilities, both in our studio with green screen available and on location with pre-production and post-production services. IKS Live, the proud producer of The Rod Peterson Show and The Recovery Hour. Visit us at ikslive.ca. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. Welcome back. And now every time our next guest comes onto the show, our show instantly gets better looking because Max leaves and Andrew Gottsleek comes in. I always have to bug you. Bring Andrew. Max back. No. Bring him back. Uh, Andrew Gottsleek <laughs> from Hoop Life Basketball is back. It is time to talk some hoops. Andrew, how you doing? Fantastic, man. Good. It is. Um, we were just talking about how fast it seems these NBA finals have been flying by. Uh, the Bucks and Suns are in the second quarter right now of game six. Bucks lead 31-26. 
So the, the Suns made a pushback. Like I mean, I was watching the game literally as I yeah. as, as I rolled up to yeah. park my car. I, I, I had, don't blame I, you. I had the game and I was streaming the game. So I don't know, man. I I was rooting heavy, heavy for for the Suns. I I, I thought I'm a big D book fan. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching him play in his rookie season. Uh, but honestly, I'm I'm happy right now because these the right now what we're watching and what the Bucks are doing, I'm I'm happy. You know I'm happy because Giannis, you can't cheer against Giannis. Yeah. He's actually such a great a great example. And as a youth guy with me, like uh, everything I do is is how do we build youth up, make youth more confident? Like Giannis is is writing the book of of how to be a real dominant competitor, and so right. I was rooting the Suns, and, and and so I got some I got I got 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 some thoughts on why the Suns broke down. But, okay, but yeah, we can we we'll can talk about it. that. Yeah. Um, actually, we can get into it right now. Why did the Suns break down? I was gonna say yeah. we'll save it for your corner three, but that's <laughs> not in your corner three. So let's get into it yeah. right now. Why did the Suns break down? Well, so here's what we gotta know. So on the weekend, it's hot, summer. You know, plus 35, yeah. muggy, uh, my fan broke down. And so I got, we have air conditioning in our whole house, but it doesn't matter if I put that thermometer to like 17, 16 degrees. Damn, the room is hot all the time. Yeah. And so we got, I got two fans because I, I like, I, I can't stand being hot. In this, I, in, in same some, boat. Same thing. So we need to, is your, is your wife a constant upper on the thermostatter? All, it's a constant. Okay. We need to, we need we, to have an yeah. intervention because my we, wife's the exact same <laughs> no, way. No, man. We, we fight all the time yeah, over so it. So we, we've just, like, it seems yeah. like just in the last six months, this has become a huge thing. Yeah. And I don't know why recently it just has. I don't know. Maybe when you turn 30, the thermostat just becomes the biggest issue yeah. of the house. I don't no, know. and for real, we are, we're going at it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so long story yeah. short, this fan breaks. And I'm like looking at my wife. I'm like, I, we just bought this piece of shit. What, what's going on? Yeah. And so we're talking. So I'm, I'm, th- I'm looking at it. Well, that's and, the problem. You bought a piece of shit, Andrew. Well, right. But I mean, like, <laughs> where, where do we get fans from? It's an yeah. Amazon basics, whatever. Right. So anyway, so she looks at me. She's like, man, like things just don't last anymore. And then I thought about it. And I was like, this is exactly like the Suns, like a lot of the teams we have now. And I'll tell you why. What lasts, so let's go back to the fan. What fans last? Is it the fan you get from Walmart or Amazon or this plastic hunk of shit that doesn't work? They don't last. The fans that last is the one in my parents' basement that they bought in 1988. Mm -hmm. And it still works. The yep. fan, and that fan, I, I've, I grew up with it, it still works. And I've, meanwhile, I've gone through three, four fans. And so here's the analogy to the Suns. The Suns came into this series. The new, the, trust me, the fan I had looked way better than the one in my parents' basement. Yeah. It, the one in my parents' basement was five times as heavy. It didn't look as nice. You're looking at it, you're thinking like, really? That, that, that thing is going like, to sit in my room and keep me cool? Well, guess what? What the bucks were is they weren't as drippy. They didn't hit as many threes. They weren't as finesse of a team. They were hot. They were old school basketball. Yeah. PJ Tucker, Giannis, Drew Holiday. These guys are old school guys. They play rough and tough old school basketball. The Suns was that new fan, that hunk of shit that broke down in my house. But <laughs> that, it looks really but good. But it looks though. great. It looks yeah. great. And so yeah. now what's happening is Chris Paul is just got completely exposed by Drew Holiday. Like Drew Holiday is. is he can't. He's 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 physically exposed, which is sad, right? Yeah. But that's what the Bucks are. The Bucks are that are my parents' fan in the basement. Way heavier, not as sexy. Doesn't look as nice, but damn, is that thing reliable? Come the postseason. 
Now, I don't maybe know if in the you play, saw... maybe maybe in the first, maybe yeah, maybe, maybe during the season it's not as nice. Phoenix will come in and roll yeah. and, and cook you, but in the finals, what matters? The refs swallow the whistle. We need some freaking air calls. circulation is right. what you need. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw Max called you the master of analogies. I think in our preview. <laughs> Analogy King, and oh, you just proved it. Uh, so there oh, you go. Uh, let's look you, at the corner three, because I want to get into a couple of these things, especially yeah. one of them, but all three. Uh, so if we can bring up the corner three graphic, gentlemen, uh, in the back, that'd be great. We can wait. There it is. So the number one. Now, this one, I really am curious. Uh, hashtag spoiler alert, because apparently there is one coming. So if you, if you are planning on watching Space Jam 2... Uh, Either earmuffs or just accept what's about to be said. So Space Jam 2, is it out of this world or a total fail? So I, I, I've I, never got along with movie critics. Mm -hmm. They don't, if, if, I, and I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one no, listening to this that, that thinks this. But I don't watch the Oscars ever. Right. Because I'm like looking at it and I'm like, how is The Rock not won an Oscar? I don't give a damn about some some hippie film that was made that's like a cinematic experience. You know who cares about that? Movie people. Yeah. But movie people, like, uh, movie people isn't the world, isn't the market. And so there needs to be another award show, another group of critics that's like, hey, what do people like? Yeah. This is exactly what I expected from Space Jam and more. And number one, it's a kid's movie. So you have all the old heads that are like, like we're 90s kids, so like we kind of grew up with, with Space Jam. We were obviously yeah. like... We, we probably watched it when we were 10, you know, 10 years after yeah. it, was, it was out. Yeah. So you have these old guys that are like MJ guys, and they're like, it wasn't as good as the old one. Like, what do you mean wasn't as good? This, this whole movie was, was, was done about as good as you could get it. It, it, uh, it broke all the COVID records. Uh, it brought in, it, it, was, it, it highlighted a great father-son relationship. I mean, in my opinion, I'm a huge LeBron guy, obviously. Right, let's what, keep that in but mind. What no, else? So, but, but I think it was. I think it was great. I think it was a great story. I think, I think the animation was just unreal of how they pulled it all together. And so, I mean, I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. There you go. Okay, so it's sort of out of this world. It's it's reaching the. It's as far out of this world as Jeffrey Bezos and uh, Richard Branson. How about yeah. that reference? Yeah. They just got out, that and was, the, that was a good analogy. The billionaires. Right? Uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was gonna kind of get at. Is you know a lot of the people I saw saying it was trash are forty or whatever, right? And I'm I'm thinking like, okay, Old let's let's heads. watch this movie. What did Kanye say? Yeah, exactly. He said, old folks talk about back in my day. Yeah. Well, homie, it's my day. It's LeBron's day. It ain't right. MJ's day. So I'd be curious to Definitely. see it from a 10-year-old's eyes and, and how they would actually yeah. see it. I've talked I've talked to my little cousins. I've talked to kids at camp. Yeah. Kids well, love yeah, it. Well, yeah, your kids would kids, know for sure. Kids love it. Yeah. Kids are obsessed with it. Yeah. Kids, kids are like, yeah, the first one was okay, but this one, this was cool. This had the whole video game component, which kids yeah. are obsessed with. I mean, it was, this was, this was a cool movie and that's what it was designed for it wasn't designed for the 40 year old old head that's it and, and actually it reminds me of something that happened recently in the hockey world if you don't mind uh hearing me out here but they the nhl hired this kid named josh richards he has 25 million tiktok followers as their brand ambassador voice of the fans right and the fans who are you know my age or a little bit older are like we don't know who this kid is how is this a voice of me and i'm like it's not for you it's for the young kids they're trying to pull in totally. to become fans. And that's what this is probably similar to in that regard. Definitely. It's not for you, 40-year-old, or, you know, I'm 30. 
not for me. It's for my sons and daughters and exactly. our nephews and nieces, and it's all for it's for them. Yeah. So there we go. No, it's a good way of looking at it. There I you agree. go. Nailed it. Uh, we both came up with analogies today. Now, <laughs> number two on the corner three. Let's bring that back up, gentlemen. Uh, is Giannis the new face of the league if the Bucks win this one tonight or or game seven? I'm curious to hear you what your thoughts on this are because I heard a report today that somebody came out and said that something. I'm just going to hear what your thoughts are, and then I want to add that in if it's not part of it. Let's sure. see what you think. Uh, we, we can't get too excited. All right, I'm, I, am, I am a diehard LeBron fan. Yeah. So does Le, is LeBron the face of the league now? 100%. Will he be next year? 100%. If Giannis wins, does this automatically make him the face of the league? There's no way. We can't get ahead of ourselves. However... He has nothing else to prove. <laughs> Two MVPs, Defense Player of the Year, however many All-NBA teams, and a championship in a small market. Now, Giannis is unbelievable, and I think he's next. I, I, Kevin Durant isn't on my he's, – he's, he's not even in line. He's it's, fallen it's, off no, in terms of that conversation oh, right yeah, now. Man. Right oh, now. yeah, and look at the moves he's made to yeah. go from super team to super duper duper team. Like, he's, he's – he, he's, he's out, in my opinion. So when we look at face of the league, who do we have? We have Giannis, we have Luka, we have LeBron, obviously now, and then we have Giannis and Luka. If Giannis wins tonight, he's right in line, man. It's going to make a pretty tough argument to say that he's not going to grab that throne from LeBron when it's done. So we're going to see. And honestly, um, the way the league has gone, I would not mind. And, I, and listen, I love Le, 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 being a lifetime LeBron fan, but I am okay for some changes. I'm okay to have a guy like Giannis. I'm watching him in these interviews. Yeah. He, in the series before, he was like, Kevin Durant's the best player right now in the league. Like, for him to say that and then go cook him the next game, yeah. Giannis is humble. Giannis, when they asked him, they said, hey, did you watch the block that you did? He's like, I didn't watch the block. I, it, when you're watching highlights, he said, I only watched it when we were studying the film. I don't watch my highlights. That's your ego talking. And so the lessons and the mental toughness that this guy has is teaching kids so many valuable lessons. So I'm okay for change. And I'm also okay to have a guy that's like, like, let's just chill out politically for a minute here in the NBA. Like, can we just watch some damn basketball? I'm so sick and tired of every, like, I go to sports to escape the world. Yeah. I don't want to see these, I don't want to see the league becoming a political activist organization. Let's just, let's just enjoy the sport because sports is so important. Because what does it do? It brings both sides together. It brings the left together, brings the right together, gets us together, gets us high-fiving, gets us smiling, gets us hugging, gets us having fun. And we don't want to lose that component. Sports is so important for the, the mental sanity of our society. So Hugely. I think Giannis would be good in that, especially uh, at a time when everyone's so divided. Absolutely. And I want to add to this in a sec. First off, our intern, Alan, our producer, Alan. I always say that. He's our producer. Uh, the Kardashian curse for the Suns. <laughs> we had a debate about this. We had a debate because yep. Kendall Jenner's, I mean, her her starting five is they're pretty mean, but they're also pretty pretty ringless. Yeah. They're Ooh. sitting here, they're sitting here without any rings. So I don't know, man. The, we, we broke that down on our way to the Rattlers game as a team and we're like, what's the deal with this? And so I think there's Dang. something to be said about having all that attention around. Yeah. And so uh, I'd be running the other way, man, so, if I was him. Oh, yeah. So back to Giannis. Uh, just a quick one. Saw a report today, and I was really surprised. Emmanuel Acho, uh, former NFL player. Right, Max? Yeah, linebacker, I think. Emmanuel? He has a brother, too. Um, both football players. He came out and said uh, on an, I think it was an ESPN show, that Giannis can't be the face of the league 
because he's not American. What do you think about that? I, right? Shut the hell up, whoever said that. I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know that guy. There you I, go. And I guarantee, like, hardly, probably any, no, probably no one knows. That's that is such garbage. The NBA is becoming is is it primarily founded and based in America? Hundred percent. Are most of the great players American? But now let's transition. Look what's happening in the Olympics this year. You know the you know the record of Team USA. You know the record? They were founded in 1936. Their record is five. 138 wins, five losses. Yeah. Two of those losses were this year. And the reason is, is because the world is getting better. Oh, yeah. We look at the NBL in Australia and how powerful that league is and how in, in the, the road that Melo took. And then we look at the CBL in our backyard and the exciting things right. we're doing. We look at what the NBA did in Africa. That is, they're, 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 that is, they're, they're, I've never heard anything that could be farther from the truth. Because if, he, if that guy can't get over that, well, guess what? Yeah. Guess what? Luca. A little uh, Slovenian guy is coming in next. Yeah. So those are the only two guys. So it's becoming a global sport, and and uh, there's more Americans to choose from. But the next two guys I have in line after my man LBJ is the Greek yeah. and the Slovenian. So we'll right. see. And it's crazy because it's coming off the heels of Stephen A. Smith saying that Shohei Otani can't be the face of the MLB because he's from Japan. And it's like, guys, what are we talking about here? Yes. Get over it. Look at what they're doing on the yeah, field, on the court. I'm also, Come on, how can you not Steve, say? Stephen A. needs to go off mic this week. Stephen A. also said that if the Bucs win tonight, that Chris Middleton's the MVP. Oh. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Well, Stephen A., we're going to have to have you on the show next time Andrew's on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's watching. He'll come on. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> third topic on the corner three. Let's get into that one now. Will Damian Lillard blaze his trail? And this is Max's doing. Blaze his trail outside of Portland next season? Now, this is will Damian Lillard get traded, of course. Uh, it's all over it, all over the news. See you later, Dame. Dame's gone. Yeah. Dame's gone. If give, Dame me, came, give me a couple teams that you think you might go yeah, to so I'll when say you it. get to that. I will say this. Dame came out, and he's like, oh, it's, uh, uh, you know, I haven't decided. That is, that's such BS, man. Yeah. He 100%. He and he should go. He should. Now, there is the other side of me that's like, whoa, Milwaukee, small market. Not a ton of big names, but I mean, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton definitely are incredible players. But I mean, like, Portland could go get a Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, right? Yeah, we sure. could put that together. So, so, so part of me is like, maybe Dame should stay. But then I'm like, man, get out of there. Well, get out of there and go become the star you should be. Right now on USA Basketball, who are they deferring to? Dame time. That's yeah. who they're referring to. That's, that's the guy carrying the team. And so I think I would love to see him. <laughs> I would love to see him as a Laker, obviously, right? I think that that would be exciting, but probably be better for LeBron to win one more without him. Yeah. I think that'd be better. So here's where I think he would go. There's three situations. Uh, we have Miami, which I think he would thrive in. We have uh, the Knicks, which the only reason you go to the Knicks is because it's a big market and his brand would blow up, but I still don't like that move. And then the move that I probably think makes the most sense is to the Sixers because they'll trade away Simmons right. and the Sixers would be nice. You'd uh, swap Simmons and Lillard. Yes, yeah, yeah and you'd probably th have to throw something else in yeah. for, for, uh, for them, but I, I ain't getting rid of Embiid. I ain't getting rid of Seth Curry because um, he turned it on in, in the fight. He deserves more than $8 million a year, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, what yeah. about Utah? Because he played, went to Weber State. It's in Utah. I'm joking, half half joking. Yeah. But, uh, I didn't. I didn't. I just googled where Weber State was because I know that's where he went. 
And uh, it's in Utah, so I don't think he's going to the Jazz by any stretch. No. Uh, last one for you here. Uh, well, quick update. Suns are up. 43-40. Uh, lots Let's of go, time boys. Left. Almost halftime. We got uh, a lot of work to do. CEBL. Ses- you just mentioned the Rattlers. Yeah. They're, they have fans in the stands again. We're all super excited here. Uh, Rod and Darren went over the weekend, got the VIP treatment. Uh, what have, what's been going on with the Rattlers? I've heard their season's not been probably as they've wanted it to go so far, but what's going on in the CEBL overall even as well? Yeah, I mean, like anything, Canada in terms of the the lockdowns and the restrictions was hit one of the hardest, you know, one of the hardest countries to to lock down, especially in those eastern markets. And so, CBL had a lot had had a had a long road to climb out of. And so, like, granted to like Mike Morielli and the team, like, they they did great last year. They 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 bounced back and did fantastic this year. And so, hats off to them. And so, I will preface with that saying that the league right now, I think, is in a, in a fantastic spot coming yeah. out of what we just came out of. And so. Uh, I mean, I was at the, I was at the first two games. Our rattlers are struggling this year. We are we are winless, and like, it's a there's a different attitude on, on the team. Like, I think, um, yeah, like I, I mean, I don't wanna, I don't want to trash the squad because I have a great relationship with the front office, and you know, we have so much love for them. But I think the previous GM, you know, he kind of screwed things up a bit. Like, honestly, he, uh, he, when you don't bring back guys from the previous years, right. you don't get fan excitement, and then there's no chemistry to build off of. And so right now, there's no, the team has no identity. Uh, the coaches are just struggling to keep guys engaged. And so we're going to see. I mean, the, uh, the, the front office is fantastic. They've, they've done a, a they've, you know, the, 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 the job they've done is, it, you know, to keep things alive has been good. And so... Uh, we're, we're str- the Rattlers wise, we're struggling, but we got some, we got some, we got a great future. We're going to have a great year next year. And, uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll try to end the season strong, but I, I've never been, you know, there's a lot of things I've got excited about in life, but the CBL is probably one of the things that I've got. I haven't been this excited about something in a while, yeah. you know, besides my family and my companies and everything. But in terms of other things, I think that the CBL is such an opportunity for Canadian basketball to really take off. I just want to see these fa- these these stands packed. I think that it's such a great game. The players are great, fantastic, and so I just want to see those 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 stands packed and 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 and, and rolling. So we yeah. will get there. Me and Max got to go to a game. Max, we're going to a game. Nice. Okay. Definitely. Uh, what's going on in hoop life? Give me the latest. What's happening? Man, well, hoop, hoop life is completely underway now. There's, yep. there's got like 14 more camps left this summer. So between Saskatoon and Regina, there's a ton of different options. And so if you're anywhere between like six and 18, just go to hooplifebasketball.com and get in one before. A bunch of them have sold out. Some of them have some space left. And so that's happening. The building is going great. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely a, a, an interesting and a new challenge that I haven't, that, that you know, that I'm, I'm excited to face, yeah, but sure. it's, uh, no, it's doing great. Like we're, it's just a couple blocks away from, I know we got to get the studio where we are now. And so yeah, we, we got are, some plans for that place. Yeah. So <laughs> no, this, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome, man. Yeah. But no, this, this, this September will, will, will get ready. And I mean, we're, yeah, we'll, everything's right on schedule. So Perfect. we're excited to go. That's what we wanted to hear. Uh, and use promo code squad 10 at hooplifebasketball.com for 10% off. Uh, so make sure you do that. Andrew, thanks for hanging out. Uh, thanks, we'll let man. you get back to watching the second half of the game. <laughs> uh, and Love we'll it, see you again in a few weeks. Definitely, man. All right. When we Thank come you, back, man. we got the Blue Jays update with the Bluebird block. And uh, any other questions you might have, fire them our way. We'll get to them uh, before the end of the show. We'll see you in two and a half minutes. 
Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning graphics. Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. DDG, always delivering the best fan experience. Here's how your business can be a part of Canada's fastest growing sports talk show. All you have to do is contact us and we will tell you all about the dynamic and exciting marketing opportunities we have utilizing a fully integrated 360 degree multi-platform. Imagine your business seen and heard across Canada on Game Plus TV and around the world on the Rod Peterson Digital Network. You will use one of the most overused expressions in sports. You gotta be kidding me. Get your business involved. Contact the Rod Peterson Show today. Everyday hoop life. Is it time to take your event online? Bring it to IKS Live. We've got a fully customized virtual event platform with remote guest support for your next fundraiser, talk show, conference, performance, and more. IKS Live offers live streaming to Facebook Live and YouTube and pre-recorded capabilities, both in our studio with green screen available and on location with pre-production and post-production services. IKS Live, the proud producer of The Rod Peterson Show and The Recon. Recovery hour. Visit us at IKSLive.ca. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. Welcome back. This Squadcast episode 42. We are heading into our third, what's it, fourth segment? Fourth I segment. I lost the fourth track. quarter already, man. Uh, I'm still thinking about Sam Cosentino. I know. That was, yeah. That was a great chat with Andrew. Uh, awesome So chat. we're heading into the Bluebird block. You can fire that up, Alan. Uh, we have some stuff to talk about. Now, usually, I'll, I'll break the barrier here. Max usually writes Bluebird block. I put the topics together for the Bluebird block today. You're growing up so fast. I know. It's it's one day at a time. One day at a time. Baby steps. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Max, we'll get into this. I'm going to just kind of throw some topics at you. We'll go back and forth. But Excellent. The Blue Jays were thumped the other night. And you, yeah. you texted me. It was interesting. 
My wife is a big lunar person, right? She's okay. big on moons and, and full moons. For sure. When you texted me the other night, is there a full moon right now? Because there's a lot of weird stuff happening in baseball tonight. <laughs> so I asked my wife, I'm like, is it a full moon? She's like, no, it's not till the 24th. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, well, never mind then. Uh, so <laughs> I, I disproved your moon theory. I don't know. There were some moon shots in terms of scores last night, though. The Jays Huge. weren't the only teams to get thumped. There was like four, a minimum of 14 runs or 13 runs put up in like yeah. four different games. Some team got beat 18 nothing. So yeah, and there was a fifteen to thirteen game. Yeah, like it was just insane. It was, I think that was the Mets. I didn't see. The I, Mets just, I just somebody. scrolled the score. Either I'm way, like, it was insane. There was four or five games. Where it, was just, it was that kind of night. So yeah. Now one thing we have to just bring up with the Blue Jays getting thumped is that our boy Ross Stripling was the starting pitcher. He didn't last very long. Yeah. However, we're looking past it just as he is because he had a beauty of a quote afterwards. Love that. Uh, do you want to just kind of wrap that up, what he said? Yeah, 100%. So I don't know. I'm a big fan of the series. That's where I could relate to it incredibly. So Ted Lasso, it's a fun little uh, series on Apple TV uh, starring Darren du I, I mean, uh, Darren Jason, Jason Sudeikis. Um, no, man, it, uh, it, it's a ton of fun. I highly recommend to check it out but he has a line in the show it's called you know what sometimes need to be like a goldfish just forget it just bad forget stuff it. that happens and you know what that's a sentiment that i think that we could all carry on in our lives in a lot of different aspects not just athletes that need to have a short memory i absolutely love the quote and you know what it's it's been tough i, I don't want to say it's been tough ross has had a stretch of starts that Great. dating back to his appearance on this show it's been incredible. He yeah. changed some things mechanically, and I think he addressed it really well by just saying, you know what, this is a team that just has my number this year for whatever reason. Right. It's it's a tough stretch. And with that being said, too, it's we also have to look at it from an aspect of it's been fantastic news this week. The Jays are coming home. July yeah. 30th, it's happening. That's excellent news for many, many millions of people across Canada that have been waiting for the Jays to come home. With that being said, there are members of this team that are going to have to leave their families for a couple of months. Uh, it becomes the trade deadline-esque type of move. And this is the third move this year for the Jays. Let's not discount that. The third move, no team in history has gone through this before. And this is why I want to go back to our good friend Craig Ballard's comments of let's adjust the expectations a little bit. There might be the odd 13 to 4 thumping down the stretch here, but they just came off a sweep of Texas right after the All-Star break. I get that it's a bit of an inferior team, but regardless, everything's all right. Three of four after the All-Star break. I really like the direction that they're heading. Um, man, it's uh, just to tie a bow on Ross, though, he's going to be just fine. Well, that was uh, just yeah. a, it's a tough outing, That's and it happens to every single pitcher in the game and of course we feel very very strongly towards him given how gracious he was with his time and we hope to have him back on this show sometime soon too but yes end of the day it's one of those things where i love the quote i love the attitude he's going to bounce back it'll be just fine and the other thing that he said max that's not to be understated of of how he's approaching this you know quick short memory <laughs> is he said you know i this isn't one that i need to go make a bunch of adjustments for this is one i just need to forget move on, get, you know, burn the tapes. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I'm feeling good still. It was just a bad day. Exactly. And, I mean, pitchers have bad days. It happens every Hyunjin around Ryu, the entire As we talked extensively with yeah. Craig a couple weeks ago, he's seemingly finding his way out of his little funk that he was in for a month. He went out and threw a seven-game complete game shutout. The yeah, other exactly. day, seven well, games, seven inning say. complete game uh, shutout. One of my topics was actually mm -hmm. Ryu's last start. Seven Ryu's innings resurgence. Pitched, uh, complete game because it was a doubleheader shortened seven-inning mm -hmm. game. Five-nothing wins for the Jays. Uh, four strikeouts, only three hits, and only one walk. So his control, it feels like it's yes. back. Uh, that's a big thing for Ryu because he's not a burner. Mm -hmm. He's a very much, uh, I'm going to control you, I'm going to outwit you, I'm going to outsmart you, paint corners. and I'm going to paint corners. And when that's not there... You know, we've seen if he can't paint that corner mm -hmm. with that change up, like Craig was telling us, 
Uh, shout out to Craig Ballard, by the way. Still thinking about that interview. Man, he's oh jeez, he coming could, back. He could, soon, he could be on weekly with us oh, for yeah. this. This is he, incredible. Don't give him any ideas. Actually, do do give him some <laughs> I was ideas. Say. We can we can definitely. He's do a that. man that doesn't need any. He's doing fantastic. He's, he, we'll get him back on soon. Absolutely. Uh, but anyways, Ryu, if he's back, that's massive. Um, Alec Manoa slips on the stairs and hurts himself. Uh, I don't know what else to say about that. It just it sucks. How Crappy Blue Jays timing. this season? It yeah. just it's that that type of year where they're going through. And again, right? It's we look at the expectations of this team and everything they've gone through: three yeah. moves, the injuries, everything, and they're still above five hundred. I mean. What can we what can we give them other than praise at this point? Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. There's some blown games here and there. That's baseball. That's life. But I don't know. My perspective has changed completely in the last three weeks, a month. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm really stoked about this team and the direction that they're heading. Trade deadline is just a couple of weeks away, so we're going to see if Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins have anything else up their sleeves, which I'm sure that they do. Oh yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where I I can't. I, I'm kind of positive Pauly right now on this Blue Jays team. It's just, yeah, they get thumped by the Red Sox 13-4 last night. 162-game season, that's going to happen. You're gonna but have, guess yeah. what? You're gonna you have, have a chance to go out and do it the next day, except when there's thunderstorms because the game got canceled today. Right. But So they're going to have another the double header. stands. Another seven-inning game for another Hyunjin Ryu. I think it got rescheduled game. for later in August, I want to say. Okay. So either way. Um, another kind of headline, uh, and maybe we'll get to Nate Pearson in a sec too, and just kind of touch on that again. Yes. Uh, but Corey, I wonder why you want to touch on that again. Cause I'm right. Cause I'm uh, Corey right. Dickerson, uh, sounds like he's close to return <laughs> since the Jays have acquired him. He hasn't played. Uh, so he's close to returning the lineup for the first time since he's been, he was acquired. Uh, the left-handed hitter I think is going to be a, an important piece in the lineup. Uh, you know, the power that he can bring and just again, the left-handed bat in that right-handed heavy lineup that the Jays currently have. He's, uh, uh, he's, he's going to hit some dingers as a, there's yeah. gotta be a term coming somewhere. There was somewhere one, for that. Uh, hashtags about. about Corey Dickerson's home runs. Uh, maybe we can get some ideas in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that we'll read them necessarily, <laughs> but, uh, if you have any ideas, so we got the Springer dinger, yeah. ha- George Springer, who I'm going to talk about in a sec here. Uh, we got the Springer dinger. We got Placata for, uh, for Vladdy. For Vladdy. Uh, Bo flows for Bo Bichette or whatever you want to say. There's a couple for Bo actually. Uh, but what Corey Dickerson, what would you say is his home run hashtag? Oh, I didn't come up with this. I just said we bandied about some ideas internally. I think you came up with, you nailed it. Uh, yeah. You nailed uh, it like a Corey Dickerson. Let's, let's save those run. ones for the text messages because uh, we might get We'll canceled. find a way to integrate that on a t-shirt maybe. Ooh, there it is. Uh, so <laughs> speaking of George Springer, Springer Dingers, uh, I just wanted to point out he was under 200, his batting average under 200. Yep. It's a 235 now because he is six for nine in his last three games, yep. uh, which you love to see. Get, maybe getting back to his typical uh, production levels, which where he sits usually between, I think over his career, he's usually been about a 270, 290 type of hitter. Yep. Uh, and he's, you know, he's showing a little bit of power again. So. Given all the time he's missed, you know what? This is kind of right around the time I expected him to kind of return yeah. to form a little bit here. Yeah, so exactly. Hopefully this mini stretch turns into an extended Bigger one. stretch. Uh, speaking of hot streaks, Bo Bichette in July. Not a ton of power coming off of Bo's bat. He does have one home run that I saw, uh, but he is hitting 360 in July, 18 yeah. for 50. His average has gone from 270 to 295 in one month. Uh, so he is absolutely on fire. Kid is uh, a star. I think he got a little jazzed up by the all-star experience as well. You saw him having a lot of fun that weekend. He deserved that recognition, yeah. though. Again, look at we we talk about it, the service time, the experience. He's he's not even a 162-game vet yet in this league. And look at what he's doing. This is absolutely incredible. I absolutely <laughs> love what this kid's bringing to the diamond, his attitude, his energy. 
I'm here for all of it. And the power will return. But if he's putting up those kinds of numbers at the dish, if you're hitting 360, it doesn't matter if it leaves the ball. Score runs. Get on base, score runs. It's a pretty simple game, right? You hit the ball, you catch the ball, you throw the ball. From Bull Durham. We should all be able to do it. We should should have a Bull Durham movie night. Oh, boy. Here we go. Together. The Squadcast movie night featuring Bull Durham. Let's do it. Uh, anything else you want to touch on on the Bluebird block? I guess Nate Pearson, uh, again, uh, just the reports are that he is coming back from, from his injury. Sports hernia. Sports hernia. Uh, and that the plan sounds like he's going to be in the bullpen coming forward. They're not planning on putting him back in the starting rotation. They want to do what I thought they should do a long time ago and get him into some big innings late in the game, high-intensity moments, let him just burn it like Greg Ballard was saying last time we had him on. Let him just go. I think he said, let him go balls out for one to two innings. Yep. And uh, let him have some fun out there. He's been the most effective in his career when he's come out in relief. He's been most effective. He just throws that 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Nobody can touch him. He's got that nasty slider, yep. and uh, he's developing as he goes. But I think it's a good move. And as we look at this Blue Jays team, what is exactly what they need right now? They need some guys that can just chuck smoke in those high leverage situations, as you alluded to. So, yeah, that was a great call, my friend. I really, it looks like it's coming to fruition. I think I'm just still at the point now with Nate Pearson where I just want to see him on a mound. It, it, at this point for this kid, not as a fan, but just understanding what he's probably going through internally as a person. Um, Man, he's probably reeling a little bit right now. Obviously, the career trajectory has changed dramatically, uh, especially over the course of this season. So, I'm really hoping that he gets back on the mound and dealing like we all know that he uh, has the capabilities of doing so uh, shout out to our YouTube viewers tonight we have a question here that I'm going to ask from right. Brian Firth Brian thank you for asking also ha- shout out to Josh Jones uh, Jordan Ewart's been commenting throughout the night over on YouTube uh, Brian Firth asks do you think they, they will bring up Austin Martin this year no no there's no need to uh, this is again one of those situations where I think if you look at the development path of a lot of their kids they got a ton of middle infielders and they got a few guys that are deserving of some chances before austin martin is uh not to say that austin martin's not deserving he's going to be a hell of a prospect for this team he was just drafted last year he got the taxi squad experience in the 60 games last year he stayed with the team for a little while that's good enough let him play games give him all the at-bats there's no sense in calling him up even for a late september call-up when you can expand the rosters i can think of jordan groshans who probably deserves a call-up i can think of kevin smith Smith, who probably deserves a call-up. I can think of a few different guys in that very, very deep farm system where I don't necessarily know if Austin Martin's going to get that call quite yet. I think he's going to be a middle-of-next-season type of call-up if he keeps putting out the numbers that he's putting Loving out. Loving what he's double. doing right now. He's doing great right now, but um, give him some more time. No need now, to Max, rush him. Are you no ready? Need. We need to get this sponsored, by the way. The Craig Ballard Report, brought to you by uh, Twitter Live. Uh, you have four well, comments. TikTok. You guys are both on TikTok. Come well, on. Well, yeah, I know, but he's he's blowing up our Twitter. He's blowing up right Twitter. Well, either way, we appreciate it. Yeah. So right hey. now on, on I'm our, just thinking for your guys' platforms of niche. Right. But uh, Craig's Craig is, Keys is what he calls him Craig's on his. Craig's Keys. That's what he calls him on his TikTok videos. But this Maybe is what he's saying. So we got a, a bit of a mini novel here. I love it. I love it. Uh, Craig Give Ballard, it 77, at Craig Ballard, 77. I've checked and confirmed that all of the Toronto Blue Jays players are indeed human beings. Yeah. There you go. So that's true. Look at that. Uh, Ryu has been reunited with BFF Danny Jansen, which is what he said. He, he and did. it worked out pretty good. Worked out very well. Uh, good call, Craig. Uh, good uh, call, Craig. On there your, it is. On your last Austin Martin comments, Austin Martin is scuffling a bit lately. So better served with every day at bats. Currently, absolutely not bad. 
Craig Ballard. <laughs> Bo is a throwback in that he has a fantastic two-strike approach. And one thing about Bo that I notice all the time is his off-field hitting is yeah. so good. It's so established he for how young he is. Oh, yeah. Man, the ability to... Um, it's underrated. I feel like, it's, like, like he says, it's a throwback because this in this generation, it's all... Pull it, you yep. know, pull it down the line and, and, as, mm-hmm. and as hard as you can hit it. But what Bo is able to do, and Craig nails it here, his two-strike approach specifically is when you shorten up your swing a little bit. Yep. Uh, maybe you're not swinging as hard as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. We've seen Bo, by the way, screw himself into the ground a few times. Oh, yeah. He swings In the first big. two strikes. Yes. In the first two right. strikes. And then he drops his and ego. slows it down. And it falls back on the pedigree, right? His dad was a big leaguer. He's He has been groomed for this since he was five years old. His, his approach has been developed yep. far before the Toronto Blue Jays ever got a hold of him. So I really, again, like alluding to Craig's comments, because every single one he puts out is absolutely accurate and it's fire. I love it. Fire. Um, <laughs> y- you couldn't have hit the nail on the head anymore. But I really do love the fact that, again, it's it's that big league pedigree that comes from a lot of these kids' dads. Kevin Biggio is turning a bit of a corner, as we're starting to see yep. now, too. I've it's, seen that. Again, we're, we're going to see that the pedigree comes out. And that's why the development track, I think, has been so fast for a lot of these kids. It's a very general summary of the team right now. But getting back to Bo, Craig... Nailed it, as always. Last one from Craig is that Springer's energy and execution on defense lately has been very encouraging as well. Absolutely. There we go. There's our uh, Craig's, what are we going to call it? Ballard's Ballad. Ballard's Blue Jays Ballad. I like the, I like just a segment of good call, Craig. Good call, Craig. <laughs> good call, Craig. There it is. I like that actually. That's good. That's it. That's it. Good yeah. call, Craig. It's like better call uh, Saul. And we're gonna have a little. We're gonna we're gonna eventually, as we develop this segment, we're gonna have a little Craig Ballard, bald head Craig Ballard, yes. pop out of the corner and say good call and we, like wipe his head. You know? We have the technology. We have the technology sitting about forty five feet away from us. I think we just came up with it. We gotta get a sponsor for this. Great Western Beer, our new friend, Great Western Beer, uh, brought to you, uh, Craig Ballard's Good Call Craig, brought to you by Great Western. And I bet you Craig's got some connections out east that can help our friends at Great now, Western. that would be... And 016. I think we're just, I think we're cooking. I think we're brainstorming. Uh, by the way, the shout out to our new friends. Uh, they aren't on our set yet, but next week, I hope, uh, this set is going to look a little differently behind me. Uh, we got our good friends, Great Western Original 16 Brewing. Uh, they got their brand new Brewhouse Ultra, which I think we're going to crack some in a second. Here, I think it'd be Max. crazy not to. Uh, we got their hard seltzers, which all four flavors. Mm, and, I mean, in a good way. Like mm, I was going to say, like, mm, hit mm, those taste buds in a real good love way. Love it. Uh, super refreshing. What else did we get here, Max? We got the Great Western We got the Lager. variety pack, man. It looks like they brought us half the inventory. Yeah. House. Like, this has just been fantastic. Shout I'm out super to Chris. Excited. Chris I'm, I'm personally very excited. Uh, yeah, shout out to Chris Hubbard. And yes. I think we got original 16s as well, didn't we? We got 016s and Great Western Brewery products. Love it. We got a so little bit go. of everything. Uh, that's, that's only part of their overall offering. Uh, but, man, I do enjoy myself a good 016 or a Great Western, and I'm super pumped that Max and I and the Squadcast are going to be partnering with them uh, for the foreseeable future, uh, and they're going to be coming on board on our set. You're going to see a new set design. Actually, if you can go to the Wide Shot, Jordan, uh, our beer fridge over behind Max is going to be all Great West Original 16 branding. We're wow, gonna get I'm some, pointing really good right we're now. We're going to get some neon signs up in here. We're going to get, well, we're hey, going to keep we the product. Hey, we need sponsors. Placement. Guess what? We, we got one. one. We got one. <laughs> we did it. And I tell you what, though, just in the tune of great, great, uh, great Western 016, tell you what, bachelor parties. Going to be attending yes. one this weekend with a bunch of fine yes. gentlemen from Southern Saskatchewan here. If you guys need for your bachelor parties now of 10, 12, 14, 16, 25 people, you give Chuba Hubbard a call. 
Well, no, he'll give us care. a call. Well, give us we'll a call. We'll give Chuba we'll a call. call. No, but Chuba. in all seriousness, Max is nailing it. Yeah. If you have a bachelor party, a wedding that mm-hmm. you need, uh, you know, beverages for, uh, if you got a big camping trip, if you got if a you big reunion. If you have an reunion, NHL draft watch party. Yep. A draft watch. If you have All a family reunion things. now that things are opening up again, mm-hmm. uh, if you've got any sort of big corporate event, maybe a banquet, and you need some sort of beverage for that, uh, hit us up. That's I'm, I'm talking right me and Max. Here in shoot the us province. a comment. Shoot us a DM, as they say, yeah. uh, and hit we can hook you DMs. up with the Great Western and Original Sixteen. They can. They have some great uh, plans uh, for big events like that. They got great. Uh, I'll let cr- uh, Chris explain it when you talk to him. This but is they got pretty some good for a rough. They've Pitch, got some, though, some you know, rebate plans. Good. They've got some uh, great discount deals depending on volume, all that sort of and stuff. And here's the best part. It's all made right here in the province of Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Love it's the it. one. Got to love it. And they actually say some of their stories on their cans say where they got certain ingredients for each beer. I love it. I mean, how, how could can you, not? you not? We just nailed it. Uh, did we just come up with a new slogan? How could you not? It's going on a T-shirt tomorrow. Original 16. I'll great send the Western design Brewing. to Chris. How could you not? <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, Craig Ballard's laughing his ass off, he says. Love it. Hey, Craig. Uh, have a good night, buddy. Uh, we are going to be logging off here right away. Let's just check Facebook comments I really fast. I think we should fast. do a Seattle Kraken redraft. Jordan, we're going to do a redraft. Ready to go okay. for midnight? Let's set up the clocks. All right. Set them for three hours. Uh, per pick. Uh, John Ohm says support local over on Facebook. Um, let's see. Oh, Colin McAdulty. Can you change the Paul Korea jersey to a Jacob deGrom jersey? Nope. Now, why would we go and do a thing nope. like that, Colin? Nope, Colin, not happening. I know that you're oh, mad. Oh, wait, hold I, on. I have an idea. So, on, you know, I produced the Rod Peterson show, of course. Uh, as, Do you? As Rod says, uh, whose name is on the show? No, we don't have our names on this show, I guess. Kind but of. But this is the Clark and Max show, Colin. We're not Mets fans here. Uh, what's that word? Anyways, They're, I'm bugging uh, you, Colin. Ancillary, angular. They're adjacent. 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 Yeah. But I tell you what, though, Colin, uh, he's a Senators fan, correct? He is a Senators fan. You know what, Colin? Maybe you wouldn't be saying that if your Senators picked Paul Korea in 1993 instead of Alexander, Alexander Dag. I remember just, that. Ju- just had to throw it out there. That, that guy. Where is he? Over by me. That way. One of these ways I'm pointing. Yeah, I got it. That way. Yeah, we're Clark's You know pointing. what, Colin? We have bobbleheads. We have two Paul Korea bobbleheads, too. Yeah. Um, if you want to send us a Jacob deGrom bobblehead, we'll oh. greatly dis- gladly display it on the desk. Absolutely. But in no way. Paul Korea is literally a foundation of the show. We're not it's, taking it's his It's the foundational the pillar of the friendship, really. Anyways. Uh, thank you for the comment, Colin. We appreciate it. I think it. we, we love defended our guy right there I pretty so. well. Maybe we should get him on the show. Um, oh, I, I'd die and go to heaven if Paul Korea came on this show. Yeah. If he opened up and did any media and chose us, oh. we might as well just quit the show. We're, the show is over. As, uh, who was it, uh, Michael Farber in one of his interviews, he's kind of the Greta Garberg. Greta, 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 Gar- Greta Garbo. Uh, it was like a famous movie star from like the 1960s. Oh, I thought like, you meant like the... the he wants to be <laughs> left alone. the global warming activist. No, no, no. Greta different. We're still on Paul Korea Clark. Come on now. Sorry. Catch up. You said something about Greta. I don't know. Yeah, Greta Garbo. So she, like, I guess her famous line was, I want to be alone. Uh, that was from the feature back when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's a private guy. This is a guy that's, again, amassed a very good, successful career in the NHL. And he's just enjoying himself. And I, I hear he's a guy that is very, uh, what's the word, frivolous as well. He's still driving like a 2008, like, sedan. <laughs> he's, he's a guy that totally took every that. penny of, that, of the he's $10 million. He's got a Volkswagen, a 1975 Volkswagen van yeah. that he could live in if he had to. We're probably creeping uh, the hell out of the dude right now with how much I know about Paul, this you want to come but... on the show now? Yeah. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> uh, I don't know what was said about four minutes ago, but my dad, Rod Monroe, says, Clark came from great pedigree as well, Max. What were we talking about? 
talking about the your brother. About we're talking about my brother? Did I miss something? No, we're Was talking I not about, paying attention. No, pedigree. Dante Bichette, Bo Bichette. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's right. It's my dad. He's got a my adopted great dad. So pedigree. I come you, also again adjacently from great adjacent. Pedigree. Yes, adjacent. Yes. That's right. um, anyone else? Oh, Colin, Max, and Clark. Why are you triggering me by saying the name Alexander Dag? P.S. You ain't getting my Jacob Degrom bobblehead. He told us to take the Colin. You told us to take our guy down off the wall. You can't. Can't can't step into our bar and do that right now, my Colin, friend. Just I don't can't know, do man. that. Um, Just kidding, Colin. You're a good dude. No, uh, your team you know sucks what? at drafting. It actually, I, I'm actually the just to speak of the Sens for like two seconds. They, I think they're going to be really good. In they're a in position years. A. They they're honestly position. are. So when we talk about goaltending, like we talked with Sam Cosentino about that. If Jesper Wolstat is not gone by ten, guarantee you he's going to the Ottawa Senators. That yeah. would be that foundational piece that they're missing. Ottawa and Detroit kind of have very similar trajectories Ottawa, right now to with me, all their picks. Ottawa is miles ahead of Detroit right now. Miles? Currently, yes. I think maybe kilometers. I don't know about miles. Maybe a couple kilometers. A couple K. Um, Sheridan Davis checking in. How do, how you doing, Sheridan? Sheridan. Big, How's big, things, man? Big friend of the show. Uh, Halliday jersey. A Roy Halliday jersey. See, now, uh, we have it, a, now, if you go back to my shot really quick. Yeah. Uh, sorry to... Backseat. I know Jordan loves when people out when here ba- tell him what to do. Star uh, of the show. Yeah, he needs to have a sign where it's like, "Hey, whose sign is on this door? Uh, I'll do the Jordan directing. Is the captain you do the always. talking." Yeah, exactly. Uh, but behind me is actually a uh, Jose Batista jersey. You just can't really see it right now. That's 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 but Vladdy. That's, is it Vladdy? That's Vladdy. Oh, they changed it to Vladdy. No, no, no. It's always been. Has Vladdy. it always been Vladdy? I sent the pictures in. It's I could have swore it was Jose at one point. You have a picture of Jose behind you. Yeah. Maybe do I? You did at one point. It's it's somewhere over there, I, I think. Who's redecorating the basement on us? Josh, our nah, designer, our, pretty, des- our interior he, designer, he, Josh. Yeah, our interior. He's pretty talented, man. I tell you, he's ya. great. He's very he's talented. Great. John Ohm is asking, how about a Toronto jersey, Clark? Well, here's the thing. Um, we wanted to John, keep it. We want people to watch the show. We not- wanted to keep it neutral. Uh, and I know if Max, if we had any actual Maple Leaf stuff behind here, Max might quit. So we had no, to come I up with a compromise. No, I just wouldn't physically be able to do it. We need a trash can. We had time okay. I look at Maybe it, we like, could get a Leafs trash can put on the set. Oh, we could do that. I mean, that's my compromise. I don't know. I don't think that would we help We need a sign that says first uh, round exit Chris here. Hubbard, check it in. Nice read, boys. Thanks, Chris. Good stuff. Thanks, Chris. We love it. Uh, more where that comes from, Chris. Way more. Um, hey, you want to toss me one of those, by the way? Are we about to? Uh, do we want to do that? Right are now? we about to head into the uh, Great Western Original Sixteen Happy Hour, as it were? This is again the Brewhouse Ultra um, from Great Western Brewery. I haven't tried this yet. It's a great nightcap. Great. Only a hundred calories. What is it? Four and a half grams. Still uh, nice and chilly. Tell me the details. Okay, we're gonna do this AS- ASMR here. Oh, ASMR. We're doing that. We're getting into that oh. game. That's a good industry. You know, it's funny. ASMR gets like millions and millions of views. We might we might make a good business. <laughs> How do you know that, that, Clark? Uh, don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't worry about it. Do you have a few of those views? Stop my it. Friend? Stop talking stop. about it. Uh, well, cheers, my I, friend. I might be a viewer too of that. Cheer, cheers to our partners, our fantastic new ones at Great Western and Original 16. And the best part is, is that like on Rod's show good. that I produce, yeah, I'm not complaining whatsoever. On Rod's show that I produce, we're on national television. Yeah. So like, this is illegal. <laughs> the fact that we're, you know, late night, you know, viewing, digital viewing, I mean, we can do what we want. Shout out to Great Western. We this can is, do what this we is fantastic. want. Uh, by the way, if you quit, Myron, my boy Myron from TikTok, he said he's sending in his resume. So he's going to take over for you. Yikes, my job's already being. Oh, in. yeah. I feel like, uh, what was that? Um... Oh, I'm trying to think of every GM that's ever been fired. No, there's a lot of them. Nope. Sorry, Myron. I'm here to stay for a minute. 
A minute uh, anyways. You're a good fella, but uh, <laughs> I'm here to stay for a minute. Last couple comments, and Jordan, I promise we're wrapping this up. Sheridan Davis says, Clark Monroe's watching ASMR on the side without you, Max. <laughs> that's, oh, that's where you're doing two to five every day. Okay. Yeah, that's gotcha. what I do in my afternoons. Uh, John Ohm says, wow, you're allowed to drink on air? Well, we, we're, we're trying. I don't know if we're allowed yeah, to. Yeah, I was going to say, this might get pulled. Might get shut down. I don't know. It's water. Uh, yeah, just, just kidding. No, it's not. It's delicious. It's actually not. It's very it's good. way better than water. Uh, John Ohm also says, there's no hoser picture, you hosers. You guys are too young to know the hosers. I know who the hosers are, the Great White North. Do you know who the hosers are, Max, or are you too young for that? No, no, no. I know hoser. I know the joke hosers from How I Met Your Mother, which oh, I recently just see, watched. Not the, the hoser joke. hut. The Great White North, though. You don't know that one? I don't know. Doug and it? Bob McKenzie? <sighs> I'm, Not I'm, the Bob I'm, McKenzie you know. I'm, yeah, the other Bob say, McKenzie. I might lose my Canadian card here. You, I think you might be. This Actually, is a you nice know what? little segment right here that we're having. I like this. It's good <laughs> stuff. Just chilling. Just chilling with original just 16. Just directionless great western. aimless, kind of like what the Toronto we, Maple Leafs. You were going to call this the, the Great Western uh, nightcap. The nightcap. The nightcap recap. I don't, I don't know. know. We're I'm still good. working on the marketing. The deal was just closed a couple hours before it went to air. So, I mean, <laughs> we're, uh, we're we're still working on some things. But uh, Chuba Hubbard. Oh, thank you, fantastic Jordan. Fantastic friend. Jordan said, logo's out, boys. Goes out, Thank boys. you, Jordan. See, Jordan's always taking care of us. Uh, so, yeah, Don, John Ohm is saying, Doug and Bob. Yeah, so I, I knew it. You didn't. So you're going to have to do some research over the weekend. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say you're going to have to do some push-ups, which I should no. probably do some well, of Well, maybe two. those two. Uh, I'm going to have to do some research? Yeah. Doug and Bob Did McKenzie? you know that the NHL regular season finished up yet there, Clark? Yahoo failed me that one time. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Myron says, take off, eh? Like, that's, a, that's one of their, take off, eh? Like, that's Doug and Bob. So you need to, you know, here's the thing, though. You would I think love Jordan wants us to take off, eh? Yeah, he's, he's coughing back there as in, like, wrap it up. Yeah, yeah I can hear him. I think uh, so. I'm surprised Alan hasn't had his tribal drums out yet. Alan's got a hell of a jersey on tonight, though, I must Randy say. Should we, should we bring him out R- with Alan, this? Alan, can you come do a yeah. little catwalk? Come do a little catwalk for us, Alan, because this thing is incredible. Just stand uh, behind the Kraken jersey If you're a here. football fan... You've got to appreciate this jersey. You really do. There he comes. Oh, look at this. Look Stand at behind that. the crowd. Right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love the it. The Randy Moss. Minnesota Vikings. At cri- I've got a uh, girlfriend's uncle who is incredibly jealous of you right now, my friend. That Alan, is his team. Uh, who's his your guy. team in the NBA Finals before we let you go? The Suns, well, it is 62-61 for the Bucks right now with six minutes left. So we're going to log off so we can go watch the end of that game. Thank you all for hanging out tonight. Uh, everybody on TikTok. Every, TikTok. We're not on TikTok. Everybody on Twitter, everybody on YouTube, and everybody on Facebook. I promise this is my first one of the night. Yeah. Um, but thank you all for hanging out tonight. I think we, we have a closing back. lyric tonight from our friends. We do? Yeah, we do. It's on the back of the can. I'm just reading it. Okay, I'll let you say it. All right, everybody. We're uh, going to leave you with a little on, bit Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, sorry. Tomorrow sorry, on stuff. the Rod Peterson Show, there's a big curling announcement from Curling Saskatchewan. There is a big announcement, Max, from the Saskatoon Blades. Ooh. And we're going to have it first for you. Uh, inside scoop, so to speak. New head coach. New head coach, New so head to go- speak, good, good potentially. Player. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Good good play. Uh, and uh, Ian Furness, Seattle sports radio host, is going to be checking in as well, talking cracking. Uh, next week, now, we've had this one scheduled for a while. The yes. Henderson brothers. Chris Henderson, so Craig, if you're watching, Chris Henderson is a Blue Jays analyst. Joel Henderson is an NHL draft prospect analyst. We're going to get them both in at the same show. So we're going to have a Blue Jays talk. More NHL draft talk uh, and prospect talk, junior hockey talk, so to speak. NHL talk as well, because Joel's all over it. Uh, he's got some Flames analysis. I'm going to dig in. We're going to dig in on some Flames talk next dig week. Dig in. Digging in. So next week, the Henderson brothers uh, and me and Max. We're going to have another, uh, what did we call it again? Great Western nightcap? 
Great Western Nightcap. Original 16 Nightcap. Original 16 Great Western uh, Nightcap. So from the basement of the bunker, we are signing off. I am producer Clark. Mad Max is over to my side here. Adjacent. Adjacent. Uh, director Jordan, producer Alan in the back. Thanks to our friends at Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, IKS Media, Hoop Life Basketball, RBI Baseball, and now Great Western and Original 16. Super pumped about this, by the way. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, did you? Okay, what's the lyric, Max? So it says, so again, Great Friends, Reg, Original 16, Great Western Brewery. It says... Again, write this down, everybody. 5% or less is a little. 15% or more is a lot. Oh, I see. We're just going to leave you with that for the night, folks. Have a great evening. Take care. Love it.